Hey guys, welcome back. So, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I know a lot of you are tuning in during, like, family time or you're just at home and, um, you know, or you're doing something that's just a little, you know, quiet time and that's great because I actually wanted to talk to you about the top picks that are coming up. But before I do that, I want to remind everybody, if you could, since we do have a little bit extra time today, go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating, a five-star rating, and a written review. That would mean so much to us here at Skincare Anarchy, and it would really help us um, just climb the charts. But I wanted to actually chime in because um, this year we're doing top picks a little differently. And I know a lot of, um, you know, people think like, oh, that's it. No, we still have body care coming up. And one thing I wanted to mention is that this entire year for topics is all about how to make your skin healthier. Like, you know, you're going to see a lot of products that are very um, geared towards, you know, nourishment and just, you know, really kind of keeping things in balance. But um, anyways, my other point was uh, tied to that, that we have a coupon code for you guys this year. It's one code, Skincare Anarchy. And there's a, um, there are like actually a lot of brands participating in this um, who got chosen for top picks. But um, I wanted to mention that this can be used now. So that code is active, Skincare Anarchy, all one word. And um, if you see a brand in our top picks, um, go to their website and try that code, you know, because a lot of them are participating and we will be making some infographics to help you figure out who's participating exactly. But um, till then, uh, just go onto the websites if you see them in our top picks, um, any of the decks, and just try it out. Most of them are, you know, um, giving us 15 to 20% off, and as just for our listeners. So check them out even after the Black Friday sales are over. And, um, you know, I hope you guys really, really love it. We don't get any kind of commission for any of your sales, it's just for you guys as a token of our love, our appreciation, and. Um, yeah, I hope you guys have get a chance to avail that offer, but stay tuned for this episode, uh, with Carrie Gran. It's a really good one. Thank you. Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I have a phenomenal guest. I know that a lot of you who know your skincare and you know your stuff, have heard of this brand. It's a phenomenal brand and the person behind it is just as phenomenal. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the founder of Carrie Gran uh, Skincare, Carrie Gran. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you, Ekta. It's great to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. I'm so excited to be hosting you. I love the brand, like I said, and we are definitely coming up um, on that season where, you know, we start thinking about how to like utilize our SPF better. So like, you know, it's not the same. We're always looking for coverage and stuff, I feel like in the wintertime. So I can't wait to dive in, but I want to, I want to start with you, Carrie. I want to learn all about you and your wonderful career and everything that led up to the line. Okay, well, it's not your traditional story of um, how somebody starts a beauty company. I kind of fell into it, honestly. It's long been a passion or a love of mine, the whole category. Um, But I was in sales in another career. And so this is actually my third career. I was in accounting for a long time. And then I was in real estate sales. 
And then I landed in the skincare business. And so what really led me down the path was about 15 years ago, I got super interested in what types of things I was eating and what types of things I was putting on my body. And that's primarily due to the fact that I have um, two autoimmune diseases. I have both Graves disease and I have Hashimoto's. And oh my so gosh, I have Hashimoto's. I know, I know. Oh I know. And so, yeah. you know, I'm a little bit older than you, but um, back when I was diagnosed, I was 29, but I had, yeah. had symptoms for a really long time that, you know, I was treated for all sorts of crazy things that uh, really didn't relate. But once I figured it out, and I actually had the radiation treatment. And so, awesome. yeah. Uh, and at the time, I thought that was a great idea. And now I don't know that that was such a great idea, but I did the best I could with the knowledge that I had. But the instability of my thyroid has led me down a really long path. And it also threw me into early menopause. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and as you know, with Hashimoto's, dry skin is one of the telltale signs of yeah. it. And dry skin, dry skin, itchy, flaky skin. Yep. All that yep, stuff. Yeah. Dry hair, dry eyes, dry, 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 dry. Well, then you add perimenopause and menopause into that. And it's really, you know, a doozy. Yes. So um, really it started with food and taking a look at what I was eating and reading labels. And then I just moved it over to personal care products. And I've always said that I don't have any blame for the industry or conventional things. It's just a function of what could I control? Um, and, and really what I control was what I was able to buy. And at the time there wasn't a ton on the market. I think especially oils were really starting to get a little bit of speed in the United States. Whereas in other parts of the world, oils are recognized for the emollient benefits that they have and, you know, the simplicity, but the effectiveness, I guess is what I would say. And um, so that's where it started. It just really started with the end of a career, um, giving some things that I had done and made to my good friend, who's now my business partner. And we just decided that it was time to shake things up and do things a little bit differently. I love that. I love that you took adversity and turned it into beauty. You know, that's, yeah. that's phenomenal. I mean, it's sounds cheesy. I know. I'm, I'm I know between. it just it's sounds like so cliche. Being a cheese ball. I know <laughs> it, it sounds like a huge cliche, but it's genuinely the truth. I mean, it, it you know, is it's the truth. very hard. It's yeah. very hard. I mean, and, and the reason I say it is because, you know, like for everyone listening, I don't know if you guys have any like, you know, family members, maybe a mother or sister or grandmother that's suffered from anything that has to do with the thyroid, but the thyroid gland is like literally controls everything. I feel right. like Carrie, like, it, right. Well, it's, it's the just master like, gland, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's the master it, hormone. And, and, and I don't know about you, but when I was diagnosed, I didn't understand anything that they were saying. They kept giving me a furnace analogy. And I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And now there's so much more conversation around it. Like, especially having the dual diagnosis of Graves and Hashimoto's, you know, I was either super hyperthyroid or I was super hypothyroid. Yeah. You know, I couldn't ever figure out what to do because there wasn't a forum. I mean, the internet wasn't what it is today. There, there wasn't a way to connect with people. Um, 
everybody in my endocrinologist office were in their senior years, you know, and I was just entering my thirties. So I just felt like this weirdo odd man out and, and being a type A control freak didn't help matters any because, you know, plotting all of my thyroid levels, my free T3, my TSH, my T4, my antibodies on a spreadsheet and then bringing it into my endocrinologist at the time, he looked at me like I was crazy and just said, well, you just don't fall into the bell-shaped curve, which is yeah, helpful. That's before, that's <laughs> before they had the, they had to redo. I mean, I'm just like, you know, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, I know because they had this problem for a long time on the medical side where they were like not diagnosing so many women yeah. because they were on the, like literally on the line of the cutoff. And right. they were like, well, because you're not technically the number isn't there, we can't even diagnose you with a thyroid disease. So right. you're just having a, just a shit ton of women who have all these symptoms walking around with no therapy, nothing, you know what I mean? It just, it was terrible. Totally. I remember that. It was frustrating. And so I ultimately landed with a really great endocrinologist whose mother She's a young woman, but her mother had had thyroid disease. So she had a real empathy for people who were struggling. And she also was really keyed into like a a whole East East meets West philosophy. So it wasn't just all one way that you could just throw a pill at it. Like you could incorporate lifestyle changes. Um, It could be diet. It could be stress, all sorts of things. But ultimately what it was for me was the dry, dry, dry skin, the dry everything. And as I approached my perimenopausal years, which were actually in my thirties, believe it or not, um, I just found that conventional creams or lotions just didn't work for me the way they used to. Yeah. And so it was kind of a, as I mentioned, I, I fell into it because I took a year off from my last career because I was burned out. And um, did a lot of studying. And um, that's when oils kind of came into the picture. And I was like, oh, these are great. Because Mm -hmm. I grew up in the oil phobia generation of like the snack oil generation is what I call it. Because we were all afraid to eat fat or put oil on our skin. Yeah, because that's we... called, that's American marketing for you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's literally like the stupidest. Like, I hate that we grew up like that. I was right. saying, I hear you because yeah. it's like, I look at every other culture and I'm like, every other culture uses oils for centuries yeah. now. Why there's, are we against them? You know? Yeah, yeah. There's so much to learn and glean from other cultures. And so I was delighted, honestly, to have mm-hmm. come across that. Like I, I take no um, claim to fame that I figured this out. It was just, oh, wow, this is cool. Other people have done this. It's worked. Let me try it. And then yeah. let me see which oils that I gravitate towards. You know, that's the beauty of that is you get to pick and choose what works for you. And when I did that and shared it with a friend who's now my business partner, that's how it came to be. It wasn't like, oh, this is a growing market and I want to create a company to serve this market I kind of did it in reverse if that makes sense yeah no I I think that that's a really outstanding thing for you to do first of all and I just want to tell you that you're a very strong human being 
for going through what you've gone through. No, for real. I know because I've, I have it. I have one of them. I mean, you know, everyone listening, Shakira's got both Graves and Hashimoto's and they're the opposite of each other. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, like literally like you don't know what your body is doing, where it's Uh -uh. going, why it's, you know? So Uh -uh. it's, I mean, that's a crazy amount of life changes to go through and also mentally, right? I mean, nobody talks about it, but like the thyroid is so linked to like mental health. I know Mm -hmm. that for me, when I was uh, diagnosed with Hashimoto's um, for the first time, I understood why, because I, you know, I also have had like, you know, I've suffered with depression and anxiety my whole life. And I was like, this is, it was answering questions for me that I never had yep. answered for before, you know? So it's like a, it's a gland and it's a hormone, you know, you're, it, that's tied to so much is my point. And so for you to create something like a wonderful brand that's clean and it works for everybody, you know, it's something that you can really trust. I mean, that's beautiful to Thank do that you. out of all of that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it was, yeah, it just, it, that's kind of how it worked out. And so yes that's 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 the story and I'm sticking to it (laughs) I love it no I love I I love that you know I don't love that you have had to deal with all this but I do love what you've created and that's where I want to actually go to next is the brand has um you know since we first met it's expanded so much right I I I love your products I love you know that you have there's a meaning to every product it's not um overlapping I mean if if everyone for everyone listening you know as I always encourage everybody check out the brand while we're talking because it's going to help you understand more um check out the website right now as we're going through it, it's carrygrand.com and if you go through the website and go to the skincare you'll notice like you know there's a lip product there's you know like minis and then you have like the cleansing oil the tinted spf like they're all products that are very different and very needed it's not fluff it's not bs yeah. you know it's it and i really like that carrie so i want you to actually kind of walk us down your journey of when you were crafting the blueprints for your brand mm-hmm. and you know you were kind of coming up with well what are the products i really want out there you know asap yep. what was yep. that process like yeah so for me, the process was all about simplification because as I mentioned, I was really attracted to the category. Um, in fact, I bought my first anti-aging eye cream at the Lancome counter when I was 19. And that was a lot of money for you know a 19-year-old at the time, but I really felt like I needed it. And so yes. I entered that world of, at the time it didn't have the FOMO, the fear of missing out label to it. But what it was, was I was always heat seeking the next best thing. Like, what was it that was going to fix me, solve my problems, change my life? You know, like I was going to wake up anew and everything was going to be great. And, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Because I think if if it did work that way, if something was like, I, it's going to erase your dark circles, then everybody on the planet who had a dark circle would be using it and it would work for them. And the reality is, is dark circles are uh, genetic. Um, They can be a sign of a food intolerance. It can be an allergy. You know, I learned of the word allergic shiner. Well, that's a big dark circle when you have an allergy to something. So, so, so I was probably at the time that I entered my early forties, I was easily using six to 10 products on my face in the morning and then like another six to 10 at night and always trying something new and different because I felt like 
that's what I was conditioned. It's like you said, that American marketing. I think that we're just conditioned to uh, think that we need something new and next. And I was also finding that I was um, struggling to keep my skin hydrated and moisturized. So I would put, I would put cream or lotion on after washing my face and it felt really great for about five minutes and then I was dry again. And so once I understood the principles of formulation and that everything is in there at a static amount, like I can never change the fact that that cream might be 5% oil. Like I could, I can put the whole jar in and the ratio will never change. And so the beauty of a facial oil blended with some sort of aqueous solution, like we have a hydrating tonic, Mm -hmm. uh, is that I can change those ratios up each and every time I use it. And it all depends on what my skin needs. So I looked at it from from a standpoint of number one, I was kind of tired of the BS like yeah. Lisa, my business partner and I, we we call ourselves the oh, come on girls because somebody will say, well, if you use this, this will happen. And we're like, oh, come on, really? Like, yeah. is that really true? <laughs> and so yeah. she grew up, she's 10 years older than I, and she grew up with acneic skin. Mm. I grew up with just really dry skin. I was super lucky to avoid any acne in my youth, but I did have it in my early forties because of the hormonal shifts that I was experiencing. So that was super fun to start a skincare company with acne because it was like, Oh, "Oh, well, this is not going to work. But ultimately what it worked out to was um, I got attracted to facial oils when I started reading labels. And when I started doing more study and kind of opening my mind to what other people did all over the world. And when I used them, you know, I loved them and I felt that hydration and moisturization that I hadn't felt before. And so as I continued down the formulation world and studying with people and attending a local naturopathic college here in the greater Seattle area, once you bring water into a formula, what happens is you really need to add a pretty significant preservation system because yeah. you don't want mold and bacteria. And when your average day cream is at least 75% water, that's a lot of micro contamination yeah. that Absolutely. you can. And so I was like, nope, I don't want any of that. No, thank you. And so I'm going to stick with oils because with oils, we utilize the dark violet glass number one to protect it from uv damage Uh, we have pumps or sprayers generally on them and so you're not taking the lid on and off and so you're not exposing it to the air that can also degrade the product and with our hydrosol that we utilize that's either rose or lavender now there have been advances in the preservation system so you can use things like um, lactobactylus ferment so that will help with the micro it's it's closer. It's not a paraben. It's not, you know, going to be your full spectrum, give it the lifespan of a Twinkie, but you can do really good PET challenge testing and micro testing on it. And it not only performs as an active preservation system, but it has um, moisturizing effects. So it's, it's, it's a dual, it's like a twofer, you know? 
well, it helps bacteria survive. So it's going to help your cells survive. You know, it's going to yep. help things. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And I think that that's a really interesting, um, you know, it, it's really interesting to me that you explain that um, so well, because I agree with you in the sense of the aqueous uh, formulations. I have never, the, it, it, you know, a user asked me this a while ago. Let me start there. You know, okay. a user chimed in and she actually sent a message and she was like, well, with vitamin C, she was asking me, do you prefer aqueous or anhydrous? And I told her simply, I said, I don't trust the stability of water. Right. So I, I uh, will always go with anhydrous. <laughs> Yes. because I can I can trust the stability of lipids and I know how they work and you know so she uh, you know she liked the response and I you know I was telling her the truth in the sense of like you know whenever water is involved of course it's the uh the things that you mentioned Carrie but it's also the stability right it's like right. water water changes the formula of anything you put it in you yep. know it's going to donate hydrogen ions it's going to accept you know things it's going to change the chemical formulation and so that's why sometimes, you know, with vitamin C, let's just go with that. You'll see yep. that change so quickly, yep. you know, into that dark color yep. because it's got a, it's, it's an aqueous, uh, you know, formula. So I think that the, the oil concept and you gravitating towards that is actually brilliant because not only is it addressing, like you said, the hydration component of what you were dealing with, you know, and like the real like answer to your, you know, the solution that mm -hmm. you were looking for, but it's more so about the, the nourishment of skin. Yes. Right. I feel like people don't talk about this enough. They, you know, we don't discuss like, okay, you put your skincare on now, what is your skincare doing throughout the day? Right. Is it actually working? Is it actually doing what it's supposed to do? Or is it just evaporating off your skin or sinking in? And then that said, it was a five minute effect. Those are questions nobody asks because they're so formula driven. You know what I mean? And they're yep. so, it's a lot of complexity in those answers. And so I think the easy answer and what I'm trying to tell everybody listening is that when you have a, like a more oil-based approach to your skin health and your skincare, you're going to see more like impact. Like it's going to show well, uh, yeah, versus yeah. liquids. Yeah. It, and the, the interesting thing, and, and to your point is nobody talks about barrier health. Yeah. Because it's not Instagrammable, it's not sexy, it's not fun. It's just kind of like, well, if you have a good foundation, everything just works better. And most people, myself included, like the minute my barrier was disrupted when I had the the hormonal acne in my early 40s, you know, I went after it like a crazy person and I used a ton of products trying to fix it or help it. And in fact, all I did was make it worse. What I really needed to do was do less than do yeah. more. And so yeah. that barrier disruption just, you know, went down the rabbit hole. A friend of mine actually, you know, thought that it would be a great idea to use straight Castile liquid soap on her skin as a body wash. Oh, and <laughs> And because it yeah. said it was organic or it was clean or it didn't have this and her, she like her entire body turned into a rash because she broke down the barrier on all of her skin. But it's oh just God. like, I know I just was like, oh God, that needs to be number one diluted a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, let's throw this bar away. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what, um, you know, once I just 
for myself, again, I formulated this line for myself. I didn't formulate it for anybody else in the beginning. And once my skin felt better, especially when I woke up in the morning, I just felt like it looked better. You know, it's just like when you drink water during the day, your skin just, it really acts much nicer than it does if you're dehydrated. That's a really great point. And you know, what's crazy is I think like, I don't know which Greek philosopher it was, but like somebody on the level of like Socrates said something like this about how first thing in the morning you should do is drink water. Yep. And, it's you know, it's true. like, an, it's an age long, you know, teaching that's been going around in many cultures. And I don't know why we're still struggling with this. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so true. And you're right. And I think that, you know, going back to our conversation, if you really want to see the wonders of water, don't look for them in topical products. Right. Look Drink for it. water in your diet, please. Right. Like, go right. find, find it in your diet, put it in your body. And that's where you're going to see water actually benefit your skin in the you know yeah yeah there's this really great book called quench i don't know if you've seen it Mm -hmm. or not but it's written by an anthropologist and a doctor uh one of them's i think at the university of washington here is how i initially heard of it but they studied how people the anthropologist studied how people in different cultures like especially desert-like cultures how they maintain their hydration levels so things like chia seeds come into effect because when they hold so much of their weight in water, they can do that and uh, plant water in and of itself. So for instance, if you eat an apple and drink a glass of water, your cells will absorb more water than if you drink two glasses of water. So it's not about you know, drowning yourself in water, like, oh, I didn't drink water today. So I better guzzle 64 ounces. That's not Mm. great. It's about really getting that water into your body and into your cells. And then everything just works better. But I think, again, we've been um, raised to believe that you need a lot of different silver bullets. Like it just can't be as easy as drinking water or using oil. People don't think in a 3d, like we live in a world where everything is 3d, right? You're looking around you, you see angles and stuff, right guys? Well, that's also how your skin is. It's not a 1d, 2d world. You know what I mean? Like there's the levels on which you want hydration and water specifically related hydration is well, I, that's what hydration is. I guess water. Um, (laughs) But where you want that is your dermal layers. And that's just not going to happen with topical products. And so the best thing you can do is to protect that layer and to protect it from losing water. And so that's where this, this lipid, you know what I mean? This lipid mindset of, you know, really investing in, in products that are like, you know, oil-based is really, I think, brilliant because you're getting more for your money. First of all, yeah, you get a lot of bang for your buck. You yep. do. And, and the thing is you don't end up having to like change up products as often. You know, I hear a, a lot from the people that chime in. They're like, well, I was using this water cream and then I had to change it to another one. And yep. I was like, well, honey, you don't need a water cream. That <laughs> means that your, your body is it's 
craving more hydration you know what I mean so it's like maybe change up the water cream idea you know go to like a normal moisturizer that has the emollients that you know maybe an occlusive you know once in a while or whatever you want to do but yep. the point is you got to start understanding your skin and that's where I get so stuck with consumerism Carrie honestly is because you know we are still demonizing like creams and oils and right. those kind of formulations we're still doing it and especially in the more melanin rich category I, yeah. which I hate because melanin rich skin is known to produce more oil however yeah. it needs oil to stay balanced right. so that's where you know what I'm saying it's crazy to me why we're still here you know in in a marketing sense but yeah I completely agree with you and I think like you know I want to actually really talk to you about your SPF because oh, okay. that was the first product I fell in love with you know <laughs> in your line and um, I even remember you know I was like playing around with them and they're beautiful formulations for everyone listening i mean her carries spfs like the tinted moist the tinted spf is absolutely a must-have for the winter time like it's like it will replace your foundation because you're yeah. going to get so used to it being the perfect amount of coverage the perfect amount of like luminosity to your skin your skin's not going to look dead and like you know weighted down weighed down it's just it's wonderful so i want to talk about that carrie because i think okay. that when I saw those products, I was actually very excited, obviously, but also like I had never really seen anything that worked for me like that before. You know, like yeah. I know that there's a lot of big brands that were trying the whole BB cream, tinted moisturizer, all that stuff, but I was never that consumer, you know, yeah. but your SPFs like really hit the nail on the head. So tell us all about that product. So the SPF was something that came to be because even though we didn't push the whole anti-aging messaging, yeah. um, we were getting our consumer, our core consumer is 40 plus and definitely even 60, 70 into their 80s. And they really were like, I need something for anti-aging. What do you have for anti-aging? And I was like, well, you know, the real science is behind UV protection for anti-aging because that is what protects your skin from um, both UVA, UVB rays in particular. Everybody thinks of sunscreen for being out in the sun when in fact the UVB rays that are burning your skin, they're the short UV rays that hit the surface of your skin. Whereas the UVA or UV aging rays, those are the longer UV rays that penetrate the dermal layer and dip down into where the collagen and elastin live. So they're doing the damage all the time. If it's light enough to read a book, there is UVA light present and it's damaging your skin. It's creating photoaging. So yeah. I think we need to turn the conversation around from I'm protecting my skin from getting a sunburn, which is important. And if you're out in the sun between 10 and two and it's sunny, you should be wearing a hat. You should be wearing eye protection you know, yeah. protective clothing, like I have relatively fair skin. So I don't have the luxury of ignoring that stuff because I never tanned, even though when I wanted to in the eighties, you know, I went into the tanning beds like a fool, but I just burn and so, and peel. And so I did a lot of damage to my skin when I was younger, like a lot, like baby oil, all of it. I am not proud, but I did it. And so now I'm seeing the damage that that's leaving behind, yeah. but nobody really, they, you know, 
most people think summer goes away or you're not going on vacation to somewhere sunny and it's time to put the sunscreen away. When in fact, that's not true. It's again, if you just think of it as rain or shine, if it's light enough to read a book, if you're sitting by a window, if you're driving your car, you yeah. are getting UV exposure and that UV light is damaging your skin. It's breaking down those things. It's called photoaging. So it breaks down your collagen and elastin and it increases the hyperpigmentation. Also, it's impacting your future generations, FYI, for everyone else. Like, you know, if you think about epigenetics and stuff, like they're coming out with studies now. I don't know if you saw them, Carrie, where they're talking about how, how, you know, if your skin, like if you're more prone to burns, it's a genetic thing. Yep. Like you're somebody in your family is also like that, like a mother or your yep. father. And also now it's like, if you induce a certain amount of damage on your DNA from all of that exposure, you're going to pass that down to your kids. That's yep. going to happen. And that's called epigenetic modification of your genes. And that's a real thing and it will happen. And they're going to be more sensitized to, to certain UV exposure, you know what I yes. mean? Even more so than you were. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that is, so so that was kind of my my answer to the anti-aging question because it was driving me a little bit crazy because anti-aging is or how you age is more than what you put on your skin. Oh yeah. And I think that's also part of the conversation like are you sleeping? Are you moving your body? Are you eating real food? You know, are you managing stress? Uh are you sitting all the time? You know, so there's so many things that factor into it that I just wanted it to be something that became a normalized part of your skincare routine versus like this weird add-on in I a agree. plastic tube that you got at the end, you know, it looked like a toothpaste tube. And the other thing was um, oftentimes, most times, SPF products are formulated with water because they dry down really fast and people like a dry down that's fast. They don't Something to get used to with oils is you have to have some patience. Yes, thank you. Please <laughs> preach, sister, preach. Tell them. Yes, yes please. Because the dry down is not the same. And so, you know, uh, people have formulated oils in a way that the dry down is really fast, but I think you lose the benefit yeah. of what they need to do. Number one, you don't need to use a lot of oil because a little goes a long way. Um, it's concentrated and with, uh, with a water-based formula, especially with zinc oxide, it leaves the user's skin really like drier than it was before you used it is what my experience has been because yeah. you've got to evaporate all that liquid off and then you're left with that zinc powder and it almost yeah. looks like powder on your skin. It, it looks, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good the sensory experience is not good and so blending the oils with the zinc was something that gave it that benefit of um ingredients that were they stood well on their own and then with the zinc oxide then you got the uv protection added well, I onto think also, Carrie, you know, one thing I want to point out, really, really make this clear to everyone, um, you know, if you're still suffering, I know we have a lot of options right now with SPF. I know, mm -hmm. especially right we now, do. They it's all great. The brands. It's so great. So many no, options. I'm so but at the, glad. At the same time, though, at the same time, I will say this, at the same time, women of color still don't have that many options. 
Right. So I'm going to say that. Now, one thing I want to be clear on is what Carrie said, and I agree with you, Carrie, about the zinc oxide, because that really is what leads to a white cast is what yep. you were explaining. And so that idea of like drying down, becoming powdery, all that stuff, that's exactly why we get that white cast. And that's why like, is really important. I think for women of color, like this topic is very close to my heart because I feel like there's a lot of misinformation around it. Like why your sunscreen may not be working for you. You know what I mean? It's not so much that it's not formulated for you in mind. It's more about the actual chemistry of it. And so if you use something that is more like, you know, oil-based, it's more, it glides easier on your skin. Yeah. Okay. It might be a little tiny heavier than the more water-based sunscreens, but that is going to actually protect you for longer and you're not going to get the white cast. And that's exactly what I see in your product. Carrie like I yeah. love it you know and as a woman of color like I haven't had no problem with like white cast at all so yeah there there have been more innovations especially for women of color which I am delighted to see and what I tried to do was get this formula to a spot where it looks a little like foundation coming out of the bottle but it actually is quite sheer yeah and it's just intended to mitigate the white cast of the zinc um and I have team members, many women of color on my team, and they were kind enough to help me with that color formulation because it's, you know, I don't want to turn somebody purple or, you know, with that white zinc, you have to be really, really careful because it will, it just doesn't act nicely with some pigments, especially yeah. when I try to formulate with the darker tone. So I think we landed somewhere safe but what I will say even with ours or any if you've got a skin barrier that's healthy and hydrated and moisturized that sunscreen whatever sunscreen you use is going to go on a whole lot better than it does onto really dry skin yeah no I agree with you I I think that it's also like you know for me I think makeup even like primers I won't lie to you primers even I'm gravitating towards more like you know just slicker plant you know primers like more not silicone but more oil-based because I'm finding them to be more um beneficial for my for my makeup for my skin for my the overall look I'm trying to achieve you know yeah yeah so the key to um like oils like we were just discussing is patience you got to have patience because (laughs) if you layer products that are oil-based too quickly you will be so unhappy with the results you will feel you just the absorption time will be so much longer you will hate the way it feels on your skin so if you're using an oil-based moisturizing system like the serum and tonic for example why those were important to me to keep them pretty basic was that you just look at it like a pie chart. So your daytime blend is three pumps of the aqueous tonic and one pump of the oil. So you're looking at about a 25% emollient property. And at night, you just do a 50-50 blend. And then, like I said, because that cream's already formulated at whatever percentage, you'll never bump it up even if you do the whole jar. That gives you the opportunity to go, oh, I want a thicker, richer, you know, delivery system right now, but tomorrow I might want something lighter, or maybe I just use the mist on its own because it doesn't have any 
astringents in it and it won't dry out my skin. So it's just a function of what can I do? What, how can I make each thing work harder or do more for me instead of having to reach for so many different things? And once I landed on that simplicity, that's when I went, oh, you know, this is great. Like I can travel a lot easier. My bathroom's a lot less cluttered. I don't need to worry about so many different things. It just worked. But what I learned the hard way was once I put my serum and tonic on, you know, the serum being a facial oil, and then didn't wait for a few minutes to let it absorb and put the sunscreen right over the top, I was like shiny, just a little too dewy, you know, just a little too uh, hydrated, if you will. So, but once I learned to put my serum and tonic on, give it a few minutes, then put the oil-based sunscreen on. I was like, okay, this is, this is good. This feels great. But I, the other was just, yeah, you don't want to layer oils too quick. And people are used to using water-based products that you can layer quickly, right? Because the dry Yeah, because they, 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 well, they always say, you know, you know, what drives me crazy. They're always like, fast absorbing no yeah. it's just water bro yeah. like it's yeah. drying like it's not fast evaporating yeah that's evaporate that's evaporation yeah, that's evaporation <laughs> so i'm not demonizing water but it just you know for somebody who's a little drier it's not your friend drink it yeah eat it know. you know I eat agree. foods that are high in water that'll that pays off in oh, that's amazing that that will pay off Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. And I, I think especially right now we're in this, like, um, you know, you know how trends are, Yep. you tried every day, but right now I know that we're really hard, you know, honing in on this, like skin minimalism and also makeup minimalism and, you yep. know, hybrid products and makeup with skincare benefits in it. And I just think that, you know, it's just another fad. I know I mean, this is something See, like I have such issues with these kind of things because I'm like, this is like, it should be a given, you know what I mean? Like you you should just be doing this. Like the same thing with with like skin cycling, Carrie. I don't know if you heard about the skin cycling. Oh, yes, I did. Dude, I'm just sitting here like, who is putting on retinol every night? And if you're listening, please stop. Please (laughs) don't. I I can't even use retinol. Like I... It's too much for my skin. I tried it in my 30s when I was really experiencing a ton of hyperpigmentation. And I know for some it works, but for others it just doesn't. And well, yeah, um, it does it, it doesn't have to. And that's the thing with the, that's my point is that we're we keep coming up to these like I don't know. It's like we have these like quote revelations in the skincare realm, which are actually just common sense things <laughs> that like we should all have been doing this whole time. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic or put anyone down. I'm not okay. No, so if you're doing I know things, it's it's yeah. just yeah. I get it. It's sometimes less is more. And I think you reach an age too, that, that really kicks in to higher gear because you've kind of done all that other stuff. And now you want things to just be a little easier and simpler. And it's a bit like fashion. Like I, I think that that fast fashion is toxic, but style is eternal and timeless. And so you can apply that to anything, your hair care, your skincare, anything. Like 
I don't, I, I mean, I enjoy knowing what the latest and greatest in fashion is, but I can't, I don't have time to keep up with all that. No, I mean, it's, and, and the thing is, even if you keep up with it, what are you going to actually practically utilize in your day? Exactly. Life? You know, exactly. so to make that distinction is act, it's very, very important to have that personal, like, I guess, you know, moment of what is it that I really actually need, you know, exactly. and that, I think that's the answer to all this, like all this hype around minimalism, you know what I mean? It's like, people just need to sit down and be like, what do I really need? What does my skin need? What does my makeup, you know, collection really need? Where am I lacking? You know, I, for example, for me, I told you, you know, I'm, I'm a very quick, go like in the morning literally you guys should see me I wake up my eyes are still closed my eyes don't <laughs> open until I'm halfway at work like legitimately I don't know what's wrong with me I'm not a morning person so I put on like I literally use like a, a tinted SPF and I will put it on and literally rub it on my face with my hands and sometimes, you know what I mean? Like I'll put on like the, the little rouge and, and, and that's it. Yep. I'm done. I'm done. And there have been days where patients have been like, you know, Dr. Yadav, there's a little bit of extra foundation <laughs> on your nose. I don't know if you knew that, but we're just letting you know. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, but it's like, I'm, who has time? You know, I, I don't, I know. I don't. I'm so boring. I worn the same makeup, the same blush. 12 years and I'm pretty happy about it <laughs> me too I'm the same no I'm the same way I have so much I love looking at makeup I've realized I love seeing the pretty palettes and the beautiful thing but when it comes down to like utilization I'm and this is back to our point you can look at the pretty fashion right in your fashion right. week and appreciate week. it yeah, and appreciate it, but are you going to go home with that lace dress that doesn't yeah. cover half your body? No, you're not. No, no. So, so that's fundamentally yeah. what we did is we just kept it really simple. Like, you need a good cleansing system, you need a good hydration and moisturizer, and you need good protection, and then you go on with your life. And but I love that. I back love to that. the vitamin C. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I was like a vitamin C hater for a really long time because what I didn't understand to your point is the aqueous nature of the degradation of it. It was pretty uh, aggressive on the skin. Like yeah. it always irritated my skin. And so, but my business partner was like, well, I like vitamin, you know, you should, we should do a vitamin C. I like vitamin C. And I was like, I'm never doing a vitamin C because it irritates my skin. I'm not going to do it. Well, it doesn't irritate my, you know, so that we have this back and forth. Well, yeah. she had one that was anhydrous that she had gotten from somebody she had a facial from. And I was like, oh, let me see. Well, then I discovered THD, Ooh, right? Yeah. Tetrahexamethyl ascorbate. And I was yeah. like, huh, it's, oil soluble and it's like it's great and it's not irritating and so then I went into the whole like well how could what oils could I put with this and um a couple years ago well pre-covid you know I can't even keep track of time anymore but somebody from Sweden had reached out and it was an algae company that they were mm -hmm. doing these great things with a Swedish algae that acts like hyaluronic acid in terms of being um, moisture, a moisturizer. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have the stickiness or tackiness that you can get with hyaluronic acid. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, this is great, but I, 
you know, I don't bring new products on very often, so I don't know what I'll use it with. So thank you so much. And they sent me a sample. Well, it's in our new vitamin C serum, which is completely anhydrous. And it's pretty great. If I mean, wow. it's just got that cushiony feel. And like, it's got a really luxe quality to it. And uh, I've been using it since last November and no irritation. So I'm like, okay, I can get on this vitamin C train now. But before I couldn't because like, is it really stable? Is it really active by the time I well, get it? That's that. And also I love that your vitamin C is a 10% stable yep. vitamin C because, you know, let me just like take a second because dosing is so important when it comes to actives. I cannot, I cannot yep. stress this enough. And I try my best in every podcast <laughs> to get this across, but dosing is so important. So if you guys are buying like 20%, 30% vitamin C, which in my opinion, no one with a sane mind should be creating, um, don't do that. Please don't, yeah. well, don't put that on your much. skin. It's yeah. Because vitamin much. C, vitamin C, like you said, Carrie, when it's in its aqueous form, it's extremely volatile. So what yep. that means, it's going to interact. Like, you know how we were talking about the hydrogen ions coming off and all that, that happens. And so the, the cyclic nature of it is going to interact and it's going to cause like a lot of redness, a lot of irritation yep. and that tingling and that burning you're feeling yes. isn't good. That's not good. No, I know. I know. I hate it when people are like, Oh, it tingles. You know, I know it's working. And I'm like, no, take it off your face. Take it off. What happened to like learning about burn science? Yes. <laughs> Something yeah. So yeah. that, so that is, you know, that for us, it was years in the making and it was really hard for me to say, yes, I think you need this, but we had so many people that were using it and buying it elsewhere and yeah. that really were asking for it. Um, but Again, it's all about education because I really didn't understand at the time I was using or trying things that were L-ascorbic or ascorbyl palmitate, like yeah. why my skin was being so cranky about them. Yeah. Just yeah. so cranky. Well, there's not enough, like, you know, I feel like Carrie, like you've undergone the process of being an entrepreneur, creating your own line, you know, seeing how formulation works from the back end, you know, like that's a huge amount of knowledge that you have, but I, fe I feel so bad for a lot of times, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I still go onto Reddit and I still read these forums and I see these kids, you know, that are like, oh yeah, I use this vitamin C and oh my God, my face is all red or I <laughs> used, you know, benzoyl peroxide and oh my yeah. God, you know, and I'm like, oh no, you know, no. it's just like, we're still at this air, we're, we're still at this juncture of between like truly understanding science and just not getting it. And it's right. like, you know, and that's not, I don't blame the consumer for that. I blame companies, you know, it's like, if you're creating products that are misleading, right? If you're misleading your customer base and you're whoever chemist designed this 30% vitamin C formula, you know what I mean? You should be asking questions. Like, why yeah. do we need 30% of something that is such a highly used active? Like, you know, how many people do you know that use a vitamin C every day in their routine? What do you think is going to happen to those people's skin barrier if they're right. using that high of a concentration? You know what I mean? Like those kind of questions don't get asked. And I get very frustrated because I'm still seeing people have reactions to these kind yeah. of things. And so, you know, I, I, I think that we, you and I, we sit here and we're like, oh, this is common sense. But then to translate that to the consumer, you know, it's like, where do we 
where do you start, right? It's, it's like, where do you catch them in that process of like, you know, consumerism where they're buying a product, you know, and, and you're like, oh my God, please don't buy that, buy this instead. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's so, for me, it's so frustrating. So I really urge everybody, you know, when we, like when we're talking about products on this podcast, like, please pay attention. Like, for example, vitamin C, if you want a good vitamin C, here you go. Carrie Grant has a great vitamin C, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, there you go. You know what well, I mean? And it's, it's like, I think yeah. that, I think you kind of nailed it with, um, you know, going to Reddit or going wherever there's so much information out in the world right now. And there are no editors. Exactly. And so exactly. I think that, you know, like there should be a beware sign before you go Google things because it's some things look like legitimate sources, but really it's, it's like you probably see as a doctor in the medical industry, it's, you have to be an advocate for yourself and you just can't expect somebody to kind of point you in the right direction and to be the end all be all. You yeah. really do have to take charge but a little bit of knowledge is kind of dangerous I've always yeah. thought yeah. so it's it's really for us that's why we don't push the whole like we're using this hot new ingredient and it's going to do this because 10 out of 20 women saw this improvement or 80 percent of women saw this those group studies are so subjective and so oh small yeah. that you know I I remember I, I guess maybe all the way since I go back to college and writing research papers, I've always been such a little bit of a skeptic, like every yeah. piece of information you get is subjective. Yeah. So that's, that's all that we want to say, like, just be nice to yourself. Um, take care of yourself, but don't let it be the most important. Don't let your skincare be the most important thing in your life. <laughs> There are big yeah, things don't. in the world to, weird, to worry about. And, and if you and if it is important to you, just get recommendations from people that yeah. are science oriented. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is, is like going back to why are people using something with 30%? Because we have been conditioned to believe that more is better. Yes. More and, is more. Yeah. And, and that's not always true. Um, you know, it falls into the addiction realm of, if one is good, then 10 must be better. You know, like that's not how it always works. That's not always the best thing for you and your body. So. No, it's not. And it's also, you know, it really does come back to American consumerism. You know, we live in a capitalist society. We believe in like loading up. I mean, how many people do you know that are like hoarders, you know, like it starts snowing <laughs> and they're like, the toilet paper is missing off the yeah. shelf of every store. I mean, that's just our society that we live in. And I think that, you know, it's this fear, like, like, I won't lie to you, Carrie, it's fear, you know, yeah. it's, it's, oh, it's a definitely fear based, based, you know, and For so sure. it's like, I get so frustrated because, you know, like in my education, like I was fortunate enough, I, I traveled a lot. I went and lived overseas and I noticed that in other societies, they don't make decisions off of fear. You know what I mean? Right. They make decisions off of needs. And so, you know, you'll see somebody that needs a cream that's going to help them with their I don't know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? If there's like a rash or something and they're going to go to their local pharmacist who is usually not regulated, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, they're going to go and they're going to 
they're going to buy what they need. You know, they're not going to buy just mass amounts of products that are the same thing. Like, you know, there's so many of us, I'm guilty of it. I've got like 15 vitamin C, you know, formulations sitting somewhere and I, I'm not going to lie. Do I use them? No, I've got my favorite one sitting on, on my vanity, you know? So it's, it's this idea of like breaking habits and it's also reforming habits. And I know it's a lot and it, it takes a lot, but if you, if we just put a little bit more time in it and, and also have like better options to kind of like reference, I'm, my hope is that we will get there one day, you know, as a society. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. And um, I think, think that you know by doing what we've done and having the same core line for over 10 years now and not really falling into the trap of newness perpetual newness just for the sake of putting something new out there it's it's challenging from the standpoint of being a business owner because that's how consumers have been conditioned to act um but i feel like we don't need to dominate the world in any one thing and the right people will find us, you know, the right people that we appeal to will find us and appreciate what we're doing. And I am now old enough to know, and Oh, and happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Right. And I just had a birthday Saturday. So we're a couple of Scorpios. Um, Yes. yes. I love that. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've come to a, stage in my life that it's like oh I get it now I don't have to be all things to all people yeah you know yeah. I just have to kind of I mean, be myself good. and hopefully yeah you know that's good enough for people and if well, it's not then they're probably not the right people for me to have in my life I completely agree with you Carrie and also happy birthday to you as well and also you know I I just want to add that you know that is I think, you know, extremely wise words, you know, for, for everybody, regardless, regardless of your age, you know, even if you're right. a teenager and caught up in the whole high school life and whatever, like you still have to figure out at one point in your life, who are you and what are you good at and stick to it, you know, and like, don't let down and don't back off because the thing you're good at and the thing, you know, that you're doing right. That's what's you know, important. And I think that I'm sick of seeing, I know a lot of people can agree with me, you know, fellow consumers that we're sick of seeing the lines that have the 50, 60 SKUs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Excuse me. I mean, it, it, it's unnecessary. It's so daunting, you know, and if I want to buy a tinted SPF, I should be able to go I know Carrie Grant makes a really good uh, tinted SPF. Okay, I'm going to go right there and get it. That We should be able to do that. That knowledge, like knowledge is, you know, so multifactorial and it's on so many different levels and knowing and being aware is also knowledge. So it's like, you know, I always encourage people like, you know, when you're listening to Skincare Anarchy or if you're reading a magazine you love so much, take notes, you know what I mean? On your phone, yeah. like you see a product you like, take a note. So yeah. next time when you're out there and you're just browsing a store, like you're in Sephora, you're in Ulta, you know what to buy and yeah. you can stick to it, you know? So it's, it's really about habits. And so, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just a firm believer. And, you know, if you want what you want, if you want the quality, you got to seek it out and you got to yep. seek out the knowledge. And I love that your brand stands for that, Carrie. I love that your products stand for that. And, you know, I've, I've just had such a great time talking to you. So thank you so much. Oh, for you're this. welcome. Thank you. This was fun. I'm glad yeah. you could do it. Oh my gosh. I could do this every day with you. We should do like a <laughs> weekly 
rant about skincare. <laughs> this, you know, but I mean, it's it's real though. Everything we said is is real, and that's the truth. And you know, this is unscripted. I don't script any of my episodes for a reason, and it's because these are the conversations we should all be having, in my opinion. You know, like right. think about why you're buying what you're buying. Okay. Yep. There's a reason behind everything we do. And so I love Carrie Grant's uh, entire line. You know, I know you've got makeup as well, Carrie. You've got wonderful products. Your lip products are so nice. The Thank lip, you. The whip, the whip products for yep. lip care, you guys, everyone listening, check those out as well. Um, like I said, you know, the, I'm a huge fan of the uh, tinted SPF, also the vitamin C serum. Check that one out. There's just so much good stuff on the website. So again, it's carrygrand.com. Also, I'm going to tag everything in the concept art for this episode to make it a little easier for everybody to navigate. But Carrie, you're amazing. And oh, your brand is amazing. Oh, thank you. You too. I appreciate that. Thanks, Esther. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. All right. Have a All wonderful right. day. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye.